Okay, guys. So, as you noticed, different intro music this time. And that's because we are now kickstarting a brand new series in the podcast. And this one is one that really is exciting for me personally. Um, and it's the chapter within the three chapters of the podcast called The Unsung Hero. Obviously, the podcast is called The Unsung Heroes, but this is really zooming in on super specific individuals that I've been lucky enough to either be introduced to or have been uh, finding over time who have been really critical pieces of many companies' kind of success, either overall or in a specific region of the business where they really had a lot of impact. And the first one and the first episode that we're kicking into is with a guy called um, Miguel Costa. So if anyone knows the company called Revolut, super exciting fintech, high growth, pretty much unicorn now. Um, a good friend of mine called Lasse, who's a head of growth for the Nordics for Revolut, made this introduction for me. And just he said to me, you need to speak to this guy. And he is just exceptional. And I, I was really obviously enticed by that um, that information and then he eventually connected us and i must say miguel if you are listening to this you, you are an exceptional representation of what i think an employee um an unsung hero is and for anyone listening this is such a great episode because we go into his journey on how he got into um revolut and we go into this insane amount of humbleness i've never really met someone who's 40 plus years old can hustle almost more than any millennial that I know. And I love that. And just to give you a bit of background, Miguel, he's actually from Porto. Um, so from Portugal, that's where he actually currently also resides. Um, he's actually only been one year or just over a year now officially in Revolut, but the story is more interesting than that, I assure you. And basically, he's a, he's a business developer for them on the retail side, but he's head of partnerships um, uh, in Portugal. So he's done an incredible thing um, because he started his career in biological engineering. You know, I really resonated with this since I have a degree in pharmaceuticals, and then I also transitioned into the fintech world. Um, he's launched his own company with friends before. Um, he's done a stint in marketing. He's a huge traveler. He's recently married, um, I think a year ago, um, with a lovely wife. So he's kind of in this unique space right now where he's, you know, he's 40 plus years old, but he's in pure execution mode. And um, the special story about Miguel, which makes him really um, an unsung hero here, is what he did to get into Revolut and what he's actually doing for them. You know, before he even started at Revolut, he was a product evangelist way before he even got on their radar. He was teaching people how to use their products. He actually single-handedly grew Portugal's Facebook group for Revolut. It was an unofficial Facebook group. He grew it to 5,000 people. And he, like I mentioned just now, single-handedly kind of almost pushed out the awareness in Portugal and definitely in Porto where he started. Um, and he just massively increased the awareness. And he did this without ever getting anything from Revolut. He just really understood how important the product was. As a traveler, he used the travel card when uh, Revolut was a much simpler product in the olden days. And it's this story that I want you to zoom in on. It's just fantastic. And anyone out there, you know, I know we're kind of lingering on this whole Corona thing, but 
wow. If you want inspiration on how to get into a company, listen to this one. But also we go into, and we're going to jump into the podcast just in a second now, but we straight jump into kind of his journey getting into Revolut and then notice the humbleness. And I really want people to zoom in on this. You know, this, this podcast is not just about employees that are young employees. This is about all walks of life. Employees that are 40, 50 years old, you all play a part. And it's not only focusing in on what can the young guns do. It's also what can the, you know, the older, wiser generation also do and step up to. And I think that's what's really cool about the mix of this podcast and this episode with um, Miguel. So let's jump straight in to where we kind of kick off where he's kind of walking into Revolut and that whole story. And then um, I hope you enjoy. And uh, Miguel, if you're listening, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure and you really are an inspiration. Take care. Early 2019, I've... I was made aware that Revolut was opening its second support center in Portugal, and not only in Portugal, but in Porto, where I actually lived. Nice. So at that time, I just started pinging everybody that I had a relation with uh, at, at Revolut, saying, I want to join this project. I want to be a part of the team. I don't care if this is a junior position or, or, or something that I have to work harder to... Uh, uh, fulfill whatever uh, um, I mean I, I don't care yeah I, I, I wrote them emails saying like 13 reasons why you should hire me based on the 13 reasons of Netflix and things like that Maybe. I mean just trying to get noticed outside of the realm of people that already knew me and that endorsed me for 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 the positions um, but but I mean there's a lot of dynamics and, and uh, support center is is one dynamic growth teams is another dynamic legal teams is another dynamic etc. So I, I I try my best to be be, be uh, to to know and and you know you look at me ah this is a forty year old guy he's not going to learn any new tricks he's, he wants like a, a relaxed position he's not doing this or that but I said you know what guys I I, I that's not the way that I think uh, give me a chance and wow you you'll see that I can shoot and I, I started telling them all of the things that I've done before. Right. So um, it kind of fits together when um, Helena, uh, who's a country manager at Italy currently and, and uh, head of uh, growth for all of South Europe, um, I connected on LinkedIn. Um, she she uh, replied a few hours later uh, saying, hey, I, I like your profile. I'll, I especially like this 5,000 people that you've hired. <laughs> That you, that you brought them to, to Revolut. Uh, let's talk. Uh, a few days later, we, we talked. Um, and a couple of days later, so in a span of a week, I got my offer to, to join officially Revolut. Um, and, and this was in a time where I was uh, with no job because I left the other company. Again, I didn't feel that I was contributing. So I was also taking a pause, taking a breather, finding my, my bearings. But but uh, oh yeah, and and before this happened, and before I met Elena, I actually went over to the Revolut headquarters in April of last year and literally knocked on the door. Well, I had a, a, a meeting booked, um, um, and I I got to, to shake hands with a lot of the people that I was just slacking or or emailing with for for a few months. Um, and again, I told them, you know what, guys, you're opening the support center. Uh, Portugal is growing like hell for, for you to have an idea. March 2008, we had 30,000 people. 
I started working more on this Revolut Portugal project. And by the end of the year, I mean, I didn't do everything. Of course, we, we were at 100,000. Mm-hmm. So in early 2019, we closed last year um, at more than 350,000. We're now way over 400,000. So it is growing exponentially. And, and to be fair, I mean, the organic side of is, is still like a very healthy competition that we have over at the growth uh, side because a lot of users still look at the value proposition and say, I want this, and they, and they just join naturally. Sure. So, but you know, I think, quick pause there. I, I think, yeah. A, amazing story, genuinely. And anyone listening to this who might be unemployed, for example, or has suffered from the coronavirus in any way, I think this is a great story to reflect on and just the amount of effort that you put in, not because you needed to or had to, or like you just really wanted to, and you just kind of believed in the product. And in the Employee Evangelist podcast, it's highlighting, you know, these, you know, evangelistic people that believe in the vision, the brand of the company and where it's going. And that's why they drive it and they want to be part of the, of the journey. And I, I, I love that, you know, you're knocking on doors and I think, I honestly believe, and I, I will call out employees on this, you know, you do need to hustle to get jobs these days. You can't just submit a CV and expect a response. And yeah. I, I love this story as even an example in today's era where we are super digital, it's more easy than ever to apply or get in contact with different people. You do need to have an extra piece of effort and you need to have an angle. So, so thanks for sharing that. The second thing I wanted to ask you was, you mentioned three times, I've been listening very carefully, um, this humbleness that you have, you know, reflecting when you were at your previous roles, you got to that point where I was like, guys, I'm not really adding the same value anymore. You know, maybe I should move on. Where did that develop from? Because I think that is an amazing skill that I don't think many people have, like being able to come to terms with yourself, like, you know, I've been here for a few years, but you know, maybe this isn't my journey anymore because I'm not learning more. I'm not compounding my value. Where did that develop from? Because that seems very unique. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's within your, uh, um, your own personal culture, your upbringing, your education. The, um, I'm, I'm the youngest of seven. Uh, I have three sisters and then three, uh, brothers. Um, they were the so my 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 oldest brothers following myself are 10 years older than i am so i was kind of a surprise that my family had after a while i'm from a traditional portuguese family um hard working with their own businesses and my father uh was, was passed away a few years ago but he had a very strong work ethic and 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 um so he he knew his value he knew that um, the business had its value. Uh, it's, it's, it's on the it's, uh, uh, retail uh, business, but but um, but at, at the same time, um, he would help a person if, if 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 he thought that that person was in need. So, um, but he always made made us. My my father used to say that um, he wasn't the one that that uh, gave us uh, clothes or education or a car or. or or a roof on our head. It was customers, customers over coming over to our stores, paying for stuff, um, and generating profit, etc. That that profit is what actually paid me through school, put me food in my mouth, etc. So 
it, it really makes me, and I, I tried to put that into, into um, when I was managing people in the companies where I had or in the projects, it's, it's, it's customers that, that pay for your salary. It's not the guy in the accounting. It's, it's not the CEO or, or, or it's not the investors. It's, it's customers. So if, if you're not bringing your parts so that more and more customers come over and especially more and more customers use your product, um, then, then you're not delivering what you can deliver and, and you, you shouldn't be um, in a job just, just because of the salary. And again, I know that this is a very personal kind of thing to say. Um, and without, I mean, uh, um, I don't have any kids. I am, I'm fortunate that my small uh, two-bedroom flat is, is paid for. So I don't, I'm not, I don't have a mortgage to pay to the bank. Um, I have a, a Hyundai that it's paid for, so I'm not paying any cars. When are you, when are you getting a um, Tesla? Come on, we got to upgrade soon. We got to upgrade to the Tesla. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking into it because it, it. Yeah, you do the math and it says how much paying for gas. It is. It is. But I mean, I'm very frugal, except on traveling. Uh, but even on traveling, it's like just getting the cheapest flight that you can get, and just get the cheap hotel, and just be in the city, walk with the city, or at the beach, or whatever, and just be with people. So, traveling is really the only uh, uh, luxury that I have. Um, I'm, I'm, but I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a nice pair of stickers or headphones or a great computer at home. But but if if you can make a decision, or uh, so I was able to make a decision with with without being afraid if I was going to be out of work for three months or six months. First, because I believe in myself and say, I'm going to find something. It may not be the ideal job paying whatever, but I will be able to find the job that, that it's minimally related to what I can do. And that will at least help me through, through paying the bills or, or, or start something or, or whatever. So I wasn't afraid of that. for, for sure. and, I, and I don't think that anybody should be afraid because um, if, 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 if you follow any tech blog deal these days, you're seeing so much innovation being accelerated at this moment from robotics to health to financial services to, um, I don't know if you've heard about Peter Diamandis. He's one of the like, futurism guys. He's, he's at the X, um, X projects, the Singularity University and so on. He was in Portugal a couple of years ago and I asked him on, on a, a so he wrote books like The Future is Abundant and things like that. And so I asked them kind of a tricky question is, are you afraid that all of this innovation is going to um, take jobs out of us, all of this automation and this and that? And he, and he just dismissed the question and said, no, more. A lot of the jobs that we have right now are only possible because of technology. Yeah. So I rather think of the jobs that are going to be created by technology that we still don't know jobs that we still don't know that will be created in the future so i mean if you're not happy you're not going to be happy at work at home in your family in, in your life so i wasn't happy and i and, and i knew that because i wasn't bringing my fair share to the game i wasn't waking up every single morning wanting to hustle wanting to 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 get on a plane and do a three four five six hour flight whatever uh help set up a booth or this or that so and because of that I've, I've communicated to my managers at the time. They said, I'm not happy. I'm not bringing value. We should think things through. Is there something that we can change this? And, and I just didn't leave. I don't think it's also fair for your employer or your manager that you just leave without 
any kind of feeling. Ah, I'm not happy. I've got a new offer or I'm going home, whatever. So you, you should report back. You should communicate and say, I don't agree with this. I don't understand this. Can you explain me? Can you give me a little context? And then you may not uh, agree with it, but at least you can accept it more and say, okay, and, and move on. Uh, somebody, I mean, is, is not doing well. Uh, okay, do they have the right resources? It's just the person or this, and then, and then try to help. And, and I always try to do that myself and give that feedback onto my peers, the persons I'm working with, if I'm not happy with something, but also to my managers and, 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 and to the boss, to, to the owner, if that was the case. And so as I eventually moved out of, of the company, I've, I've tried as much as possible to change things so that you can again feel re-engaged and, and, and feel happy to go to work with and, and satisfied to go to work. Um, after that, it didn't work, that's when I left. And then when you leave, you cannot just stay at home thinking that they're gonna they're gonna knock at the door because you just look at your look at your LinkedIn profile. Because what I did, for example, on that interim before after I left MOG and, and before joining Revolut, I look at my LinkedIn profile and I and I I got my voluntary experience with Revolut from the bottom of LinkedIn to the top so that more people would notice it. I pinged every single person that I met at Revolut saying, I'm applying for a job in Portugal. You guys, can, can you refer me to whoever is dealing on the HR team? I flew down to London. I knocked on the door saying, I'm available. I can start next week. So you have to do that. You cannot, and, and yeah, you have to compete a little bit and, 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 and just promote a little bit yourself. Inspiring, right? And I hope anyone listening who might be in a situation that is just either questioning themselves or, you know, unhappy with, you know, work life, whatever it might be. It's, it's, I think it's so important. And I think that what I want to zoom in on is perspective. I think everyone lacks perspective. Yeah, you said you had no, you, at the time, no kids, you know, no big responsibilities. You could take the risks. And I think, you know, and I hate the word, but, you know, the millennials, the pre-millennial or the post-millennials, there's not an entitlement thing. I don't think that's really a thing. I just think maybe people or, or at least the vast majority have lost a bit of perspective on the work ethic that's needed to really, really push. Um, yeah. And now that we're going into this situation with um, people losing jobs, it is really scary. But like you said, there's going to be so much opportunity that will come out of this by innovation or something else will happen. Um, the other thing I think is communication. I think people don't communicate correctly. They're, I think it's like you mentioned with your manager. I'm a big advocate. You know, and I've made terrible mistakes as a manager. I've not been a good manager in the past, and, and I can completely raise my hand to that. And that was because of lack of listening correctly, understanding, and then using that to find a compromise or a solution that fixes the situation, right? And I think employees that are uncomfortable sharing that, oh, I'm not really happy at work or this isn't working out for me. It's how you deliver and communicate that to someone, not as a negative thing, but more like, I want to change this to make it better. How do we do this? And how do we work together? Um, but, you know, you spend most of your working life at work. Uh, so you need to be happy and love what you do in some form because Absolutely. then it's just a grind. Yeah. And then, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I have people, I'm not saying people at Revolut, I have people 
of my relations uh, uh, coming over to me asking for advice as I go over to them asking for advice. And sometimes I tell people, have you spoke with your manager? Have you spoke with your boss? Oh, he, he knows. He feels the same way. But no, did you literally open your mouth and made the sounds? Did you literally made it physically uh, connected to him that you're feeling this way, that, that you would like some things to change? And it's not about salary. It's not. Sometimes it's about... Can I actually work one or two days from home? It would be nice not having to drive all the, all, all, every single day to work. Can I have a, a better computer to work with? Can I have, a, I mean, whatever it is that, that makes you feel a little bit better. And, and yeah, but, I mean, it, it all depends on your scenario. I mean, I could quit my job for a few months or a year or so, whatever, if, if needed, without being afraid. But also, I, of course, I was afraid that I... Because, yeah, you start, yeah, I'm a 40-year-old. Will everybody ever get back to me, et cetera, et cetera. But you need to take those ghosts out of your head. And I mean, but if, if, if you have a mortgage, if you have a kid or two or three, I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to quit. You can start looking at some side job, something that you can devote some of your time, something like a hobby uh, or, or, or something. And, and then it 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 could help take your mind off some things and also at the same time figure out what's what's wrong on the other side uh, but you might find a new passion um you might i mean there's a lot of you probably know about Gary V um Simon Sinek i mean th- all of these guys and you don't have to pay thousands of dollars to be with them in a conference there's tons of content for free out there that you can listen and that will help you think iterate Gary V is always talking about I mean, instead of being like playing on PlayStation, working your hobby, go hustle, do something. So, I mean, in a sense, that's what I did a little bit with with the, with the Revolut uh, uh, personal project that I had, because it actually allowed me to train some of the skills that I wasn't able to train at my job. Social media, building communities, uh, um, uh, building uh, product tutorials, things like that. Um, that I was more focused in another things at, at at my day job that I didn't have the chance at. So, and while I was doing that, I I came to the realization: whoa, this is something that I really want to do. So I I really should start looking for a job or a way to pay for my life doing these kind of things. So it's it's but you you have to you have to start doing it at some Miguel, point. Um, like zooming in back in on your personal story, I think you know. The fact that you are 44 and, you know, you broke, you broke a stereotype, right? Like you mentioned, oh, this guy's 44. Are you going to really like join a, this hot startup that's, you know, people are putting in the hours, really hustling. And I think that, you know, shame on many employers who might approach it that way, but also, you know, that stereotype might be that way for a reason, because maybe people have set that bar at that level individually. I mean, can you go deeper on what it's been like for you now, as for example, at Revolut, as you know, being a 44 year old, probably surrounded by teenagers, kind of like that's the correlation maybe, but of course not. Um, Because I'm also very interested in Revolut's culture. And from a personal perspective, you know, I know Revolut in the past has had some flack about their culture being very intense, blah, blah, blah. But you know what I've also recently realized? You look at the most aggressive, potentially super successful, let's just stick to tech companies in the world. Revolut, obviously one of them, but things like Tesla, super aggressive, super high growth, you know, Amazons of the world, you know, 
look at their founders. They're all intense. Like they're not necessarily the nicest people to their employees. I think loads of people from Tesla don't like Elon because he's super tough on his people. He makes them work very long hours, but I think the importance of the people that get attracted and and succeed in those companies, they know it's like a trade-off. For X amount of years, I'm going to give everything I've got to make this into a rocket ship. I'm going to learn a lot by being with the smartest people in the room. But yeah, I'm going to suffer maybe personally a bit. And I think people need to wake up a little bit to that, like stop attacking that kind of culture. When you look at it, if you know what you're signing up for, at least you're transparent about that. Look what the companies can achieve. And they are successful. Uh, And I think you look at the other companies who are taking more of a family approach you know let's let's make everyone happy and and i'm not gonna publicly share this but you know things like monzo you know that gives that great family i know that monzo is probably struggling right now because it's it's a different mindset it's completely different um but it's a trade-off and i think it's so important to anyone listening as an employee you need to be aware of what you're signing up for and just be believing in that how do you feel though? Because you've been this maybe guy on the old block coming in and have yeah. you felt welcome? I mean, absolutely. And and the thing is, you come to realize that this stereotype is actually more in 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 your head than 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 actually in the company. So just just a quick uh, comparison. Before Revolut, when I was at at the, the railways company. Germany is a huge market for railways. One of like biggest railways companies in the world is, is Deutsche Bahn and things like that. And so I, I knew that I, I wanted to learn a little bit German because we do trade shows in Germany. So I went to, um, to school, to, to German, and I was the only adult, literally adult, over 18, in a room filled with 13-year-olds, 16-year-olds, um, learning German for the first time. And I was like... A little bit embarrassed. On the first moment, they thought I was the teacher, but then I sit down <laughs> along them. And the thing is, as the class started, nobody cared that I was 37, 38 at the time. I was the only, only one that was caring about, hey, I'm too old to be here. And, 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 and so when I went over to, to, uh, to, to Revolut, and and I mean, Yasse Lasse is on his twenty somethings. Um, He's a startup, so a lot of I mean, is is a lot of a lot of people are 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 younger than me. I'm probably one of the oldest by uh, uh, age people in, in the company, or one of the oldest. But you know what? They don't care because when you're working on on Slack, we're in a video call. It's it's all about what you can bring of different. And I mean, in, if you do have that experience. And that, that feedback that you can provide, say, well, based on my experience, based on this context, if we do this, if it can work or not, and you can bring a different perspective, a different way to learn things. Everybody's very lean to, to uh, very keen to learn from it. And what I also like about Revolut and, and the companies that I worked before is that people are direct. There's no bullshit around this. I mean, if, if you did well, you, you're, they're the first ones to congratulate you. And if you're doing bad, at the same time, the feedback is also very uh, um, imminent and very, very, on, on, I mean, yeah, there's data dashboards all over the, the place. You can do something and you immediately notice if the needle shifted or not. Um, but, and people are very frontal. So if you're doing, if you're doing bad, and, 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 th- and that's a good thing. And this is not, 
I mean, for me, it's good and it's not pressure. It, it would be awful if three months down the road, somebody can I'd say, hey, you know what? That thing that you did two months before, yeah. I didn't like that. So why didn't you spoke up then? Yeah. So you need to think about the, the, the age or the experience of or past failures or successes or whatever as an added value that you have in yourself, as a learning that you can not, of course, impose to people. You cannot say, yeah, this is not going to work or this is going to work. No, it's okay. Based on my experience, this might work best. This might not work, but let's do it anyway or let's, or let's try it because people do still, I mean, people still believe in the ideas that they have and they should and they should defend it. And, and sometimes we, we need to try it because, you know what, they might work this time. Um, but, but at least they know okay, he was right. He, he told me this, this, and this, and I, next time I'll learn and I'll listen a little bit more. So it's, it's more, sometimes it's more in your head. I, I know that probably when you're recruiting people, um, and again, I think that's also good for us. We don't, we don't uh, I mean, there's no age, sex, race, uh, education, uh, even, I mean, depends, depends on the positions. It's, it's all about what skills do you have? What value can you have when you're doing interviews? I, I, I've done a few interviews in, in some of the hiring processes that we have. It's, it's very demanding. And, and then you have a home task and you have uh, more interviews, etc. And And it's, it, it's very hard because we want to make sure that first and foremost, that person more than skills, more than it's aligned with the culture that we have at, at Revolut of getting it done of thinking deeper, of being stronger together, and of never settling. These are our four values, which I resonate very much on a personal level, and, and that's why I can resonate on a, on a professional level with them. And so when you see these values, um, I mean, uh, uh, being, being in force in every single thing in the company, from, from the coffee vendor that you're like trying to negotiate the deal to hiring a VP, guy for a new market or whatever there's always these values and if you don't get past this culture uh screening so to speak with with this mentality kind of, of stuff then it doesn't matter how well you do in, in your in your home tasks or, or whatever so it's it's yeah. because you, you can learn skills but adapting to a new culture if you don't believe in a certain pillars and certain values it's, it's going to be hard and you're going to be uh, stressed out and burned out very quickly. I think. It's no, I, I I love it, and um, I think we're running out of time to be honest. But um, sure. yeah, let's wrap it up. And I think we could talk for hours, man. Like I I I am personally inspired. I I really love your story, and I love your mindset. And I I really hope people listening, you know, listen to this again and 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 zoom in on some of those points that you're making because it's so refreshing and. The whole point of this podcast as the unsung heroes, it's all types of employees. I don't care if you're 22. I don't care if you're 50. You know, this, I think the playing field is very open. And if you are 50, 55, you know, five, six years away from retirement, this also applies to you. Why don't be humble? Like the, don't feel entitled to certain things and, you know, really resync and think about your happiness and, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, even in times like now. But I think Revolut is incredibly lucky to have you, sir. Like, I, I think your passion and what you've been doing is super cool. And just how you. you 
kickstarted that market organically without even having a, a link to the company and the way that you entered I think is inspiring and I think that is a very interesting lesson um, for people to leech onto and think about for themselves um, but I'll, I'll, I'll tank it there I think that that's all from me unless you want to add something finally at the end in terms of some advice or some feedback to you know, no, other people I'm, that are like you considering jumping really early into a startup to build it and to make a difference. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, what it, what it took to me to, to did the things that I did for, for, I didn't do them for Revolut. I did it for myself, at least in, in, in the beginning, because I, I liked the product. I liked the premises and, and I started more and more identifying with the company. And this means identifying with the comp with the people that you spoke with and interacted in the company and the, the way that they worked individually and even as an organization. So, I mean, if, if you're struggling with, with motivation or even a lack of, of job right now, don't, don't go for the first thing that you find. I mean, try to find, um, a company, an institution, an organization, or something that that you believe in the values, you believe in the culture, uh, you like the product and 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 the premise uh, that they are building it around. Whether it's a micro startup that is just beginning, and even if necessary, donate your time, your resources, your experience um, on on and 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 start building a connection, a relationship because. It eventually all works out, and if you're really aligned, and and if the value is there, um, the opportunity will rise. When when in 2016 I started promoting Revolut, I never thought that in 2020 I would be uh, business developer head of, of of partnerships for a country, and and working with people all over the world from the US and Singapore. So it is it is for me also uh, a little bit of a, a dream come true. Uh, working in a 2000 plus uh, company etc but also for the for the em employers out there and people are being laid off etc i mean the the market is full with potential so don't let things like this guy is never never going to accept uh, a lower wage or a junior position uh, if the person is applying forget the age forget the name forget the race the brand the color whatever just look at the skills, look at the culture, speak with them, and I'm sure that you'll find loads of value in all sorts of people. Young guys that are eager to start, more mature ones, um, guys and girls, of course. Um, so there's a huge amount of value out there that, that uh, we cannot let it go to waste um, as, as a society, and especially not in the business world. Mm. There's so much value out there that for some reason is out there to grab, but uh, grab it and, and yeah take the best out of it. Boom. That's awesome, man. Miguel, it's been <laughs> such a pleasure. This has been super cool. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for everybody that's listening <laughs> for this long. Take care. And